0: Our text, the gospel lesson, read a few moments ago. I'd like to reread this verse immediately following Jesus' baptism. It says, at once the spirit sent him out into the desert and he was in the desert 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. This is our text. Years ago, the associated press carried a story about a would-be carjacker who made some seriously bad choices. You see, Tyrone Hogan had already stolen a car earlier that August morning and he had gotten away scot-free. So Hogan was probably feeling a little bit cocky when he reached inside an occupied van and tried to steal the driver's keys. Bad decision, because the van belonged to the Florida International University judo club. And the club members promptly beat the stuffing out of Hogan and turned him into the police. Maybe that story qualifies Tyrone as a poster boy for bad choices. But if you think about it, we all make bad choices at times whether we do it out of haste, or out of foolishness, or simply a lack of information. Think about it. How is it that people with the same background end up in different places? And I think that question can probably be answered in one word. Choices. Those of us who have been followers of Christ for more than a year or two We can probably look back at significant moments in our lives when we were called to choose Christ's way or our own way. Maybe that decision involved our choice of marriage partners. Maybe our choice of jobs, our choice of priorities, a choice of giving in, giving into or resisting temptation. And if you can't recall any crossroad moments in our lives, maybe we need to examine whether or not our faith has had any impact on our lives. Because the fact is, our faith should make us uncomfortable with some aspects of our society. And this Lenten season is a perfect time to confront that question of choices this is the season in which we remember Jesus' sacrifice for us. This is a season to a time to realign our lives with a Savior who made the ultimate choice, the choice to lay down his life on our behalf. It's not too much to ask that we are willing to make some tough choices for our own faith. Our Bible passage for today is about a crossroads moment in Jesus' life when he had to make a significant choice. See, Jesus had just received the seal of approval, if you will, for his ministry. He had been baptized by John in the River Jordan. And at the moment of baptism, we're told that a dove descended from heaven, that the voice of God had announced, this is my beloved son. With him, I am well pleased. We know that Jesus' baptism was not to cleanse him from sin, of course, because he had committed no sins. But his baptism was a sign and a symbol to others of what? Of what? they needed to do to become, to become one of his followers. Jesus' baptism was also a way to begin his new life in the ministry. I mean, picture it. You can almost see the sunlight on the water, the dove fluttering overhead, the triumphant announcement by a heavenly voice. What a glorious start. To Jesus' ministry. And then Mark records these words, and the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. You know, this was no mountaintop retreat center, you know, where Jesus was going to sit down and formulate some five year plan for the church. The fact is, the wilderness was barren and dangerous and isolated. Mark writes that he was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. 40 days in a wasteland, threatened by wild beasts, tempted by Satan. The concise nature of Mark's gospel allows us to hear the account of the baptism and the temptation in one reading, on one Sunday morning. It says, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open, the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. Mark, in his brevity, almost gives us the impression that Jesus was still wet with his baptism when the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. I mean, we shouldn't think that the Spirit threw Jesus into this temptation against his will. Instead, we need to understand that Jesus knew that his mission was to defeat sin and death and the power of the devil. There was an amusing sign in front of a service station that read, come in, let us shock, tire, break, and exhaust you. Well, you know what? That was Satan's plan for Jesus too to shock, tire, break, and exhaust him, to wear down his faith in God to confuse his mission. I mean, after such a glorious start, why did the Spirit drive Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted? Well, it's like the process of tempering steel makes it stronger. Jesus had to face a time of challenge and crisis in order to prepare himself for ministry. And in that desert, in that wilderness, Satan was offering Jesus a choice, surrender or significance. This was a crossroads movement. And Jesus faced the most seductive lies in Satan's arsenal. And he did it by relying solely on the word of God. A tool that has been placed in our hands as well to aid us in the defeat, in fighting against Satan and his temptations. Lent is a time when people often turn to to read the scriptures as we focus on our Lord and Savior's suffering and death and resurrection. It's a time, well, I've got one friend who challenges his people to read through the entire New Testament during the season of Lent. I know for those who don't regularly do that, that might be too much of a challenge. Maybe try reading through the Gospels. Or if you're not used to picking up and opening your Bible, how about just picking out one of the four Gospels and reading it through from beginning to end during this Lenten season. To have the weapon of God's word the tool that he has given us for our daily struggle against Satan and his temptations. And we know that when Jesus emerged from the desert, he did so in triumph, ready to preach the good news of the coming of God's kingdom. Jesus had shown that he was ready for the ministry to which God had called him. He had, in, he had indeed earned his credentials. You know, there's a dangerous side effect of sin because it can very easily sap our spiritual power and our moral authority. But Jesus' message and his ministry gained their power from this time of trial in the desert. And Jesus endured his trials in the wilderness so that he could provide ever-present help to us. In our times of temptation. The author of the book of Hebrews is referring to Jesus when he writes, Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And he also wrote in Hebrews 4, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who is tempted in every way just as we are. Yet, was without sin. I mean, make no mistake about it. You and I face a thousand small and large temptations every day. And at the the center of every temptation is that same crucial question. Will we choose to follow Christ's example or our own desires? Will we face up to the challenge, or will we give in to our weakness? Pastor David McKenna, in his commentary on the book of Mark, he reminds us that the Apostle Mark was writing to a small band of Roman Christians who were under constant persecution from the Roman government and from their surrounding society. The Romans, they even invented that practice of sending unarmed Christians into the arena with hungry lions and now they're faced with a choice. Keep the faith and face persecution and death. Renounce your faith and then you can very easily just melt back into that anonymous crowd of Roman citizens. What a choice to make. And McKenna pictures those believers gathered in a secret meeting, hungrily reading over Mark's letter to them, searching for some words of encouragement. And here they are in these four verses that their Savior knew what it was to be alone, hungry, weak, needy, isolated, in danger, surrounded by wild beasts, and tempted to give in just as they were. And yet he endured. And because he endured, he sealed our reconciliation with God. Jesus' example gives us the courage, the hope, the promise that we can endure temptation and testing also with his help. You see, in our choices lies our destinies. Who we are 10 years from now will be decided by the choices that we make today. But there's no choice that's more crucial and more central and more influential than that choice to follow Christ. Because that's going to affect our priorities and our values and our plans and our attitudes more than any other choice that we will ever make. Will we stand firm in the face of testing? Will we, like Christ, gain the power and assurance that comes from godliness? I mean, you may have made numerous bad choices in the past. The fact is, we all have. But the season of Lent reminds us that the very first message of Jesus' ministry was to repent literally to change your mind, to change your direction. And that's the challenge that Jesus lays before us today. And I pray that the Lord will give you the strength to follow his way for your life. Amen.